Good morning. We welcome you to our regular weekly Bible study. And our topic today is be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Why should we be strong? What, what, what is so important? When we think today of what is happening all around us, I don't know where you live. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in your community. But in society on a whole, many things are happening. If you watch the news, you listen to others have discussions, you know that Satan is working overtime. He has taken over the minds and lives, the morals, you name it, he has taken over and people are just acting as though, you know they use the terminology, acting the fool. And I'm talking about educated people. And as Christians, do not think that um, you are going to be uh, excluded from their attack because they are attacking. And uh, where they are concerned, no laws can stop them. They do whatever they want to do. No morals can stop them. They do whatever they want to do. And they all sing and dance to the same tune. Today, the Lord is reminding us to be strong in him. Be strong. Why should we be strong? Why should we even consider allowing these things to happen? But when we go into the word of God, it tells us that persecution is part of this Christian experience. No matter how you try to evade it or try to escape it, it will not happen. Just as how. We talk about faith. The Word of God tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we know that is that to be true. Because the very Word said, if those who will come after him must believe that he is, or any man, if any man comes after him, he must believe that he is, and that he, he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And God is really speaking about um, the, the people of God, those who have faith and those who will believe him. Today we are so happy, you know, to share this word with you and to be strong in the Lord. In the midst of persecution, just know that you are not forsaken. No matter what you go through, no matter what you're facing, as we're speaking, maybe you're in the midst of turmoil and you're saying to yourself, how will I ever get out of this? I have prayed, where is God? And, you know, I put on our prayer line this morning, we were reminded that God is very strategic. People use the terminology, God moves in mysterious ways. I hardly think that it's really moving in mysterious ways, but God is strategic. You know, he knows how to put the pieces of puzzles together. When we don't know what to do, what am I going to do here? I see squares, I see triangles, I see circles, I see oblongs, I see rectangles, you name it. I see straight lines, I see arcs. How am I going to get this together? How? I see ends, but I don't know where to begin. God sees it all. That's how our lives are sometimes. All we see are shapes, different sizes, colors. And we wonder, how am I going to get it into focus? But God can. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. 
we truly give you thanks for the privilege of coming for your presence. Lord, there are many today whose lives are messed up, whose lives, dear God, right now, it's like a puzzle. You know, they're wondering, how am I going to get things back together? They're saying, Lord, they're serving you, but they're being persecuted. They don't know what to do. They're, they're with end. But your word has come to remind us, despite the fact that we are being and persecuted, we are not and will never be forsaken because you're still our refuge and strength. You're still our present help in the time of trouble. You're still the one who says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And you said, you will hear us. Even while we're yet speaking, you will answer. You answered Daniel the very day when he prayed. But the because of satanic force, as we're seeing today in this present age, the present darkness is here. We are yet in this present darkness, and it's only the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Lord of the Holy Spirit that's going to pierce this darkness and send Satan and his demons of light. So today we come to you. We ask for strength, wisdom. We ask for fresh anointing each day. New revelations, Father, discernment of spirit, make our discernment sharp that we can know those who are before us, those who come around us. And God, let us not be afraid, but to trust in you, because faith is the victory that shall overcome the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. Pay attention. Pay attention. Satan is out to deceive you. Do not submit to his, 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 uh, his allurement and the things that he does to you. Remember, God always has a remedy. Let's read here from um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 8 to 11. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down and not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Praise God. We thank God. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God is just such an awesome, awesome God. I want to bring another verse of scripture here to you to support what we read there a moment ago. And this one is found in Second Corinthians. You know, if you're studying... Bible study means that you are going through maybe different scriptures or you're breaking down scriptures so that we can get uh, the full understanding of what God is saying to us. Praise God. We give God the glory this morning. And just bear with me. I believe um, it's in here at Galatians. Here we are. Galatians chapter um, 2. Another favorite verse of mine, which I believe really links with what we read here a moment ago. Galatians 2 and verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, 
but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loveth me and gave himself for me. So again, we go back into this here, what we read a moment ago. We're um, here, Paul, the same Paul who wrote there in Galatians. He's saying, look at verse um, verse 11. For we which, let's no, go to verse 10. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Holy Ghost, have your way and use this instrument. Let this, everything come, dear God, according to your will. You speak through your instrument in Jesus' name. Amen. Something just came to my mind a little while. Yes. Go back to verse 10 again. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Christ might be made manifest in our body. How is this going to happen? How will it happen? Here Paul, he said, I am crucified. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Amen? Praise God. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself to me. We must remember, Jesus said, the world will not love you because the world world did not love me. The world hated him. The world is going to hate us. If we become friends with the world, in other words, you, do, you, you live by the standards of the world. You do things to please the world. And today we have some churches. That's just what they do. Just what the world wants. You notice how, number one, you don't have to go too far. Look at the way the women dress. And the men nowadays are in their tights too. Women wearing tights, men wearing tights to church. Yes, that's the only way you can explain it. Amen. You know, you, you know, many of them, there's no question about it. They were pureed and poured into what they are, they are wearing. You know? So, the only way we do not conform ourselves to the world, we have to be different. We have to separate ourselves from the standards of the world. And we will be persecuted for it. You better believe it. We will be persecuted for being different. You don't dance at their tune. You have morals, godly and natural morals. You live by the book. You live by the law. You don't, you don't live for Satan. You live for Christ. So you're going to be different. And because of that, they're going to be irked. They don't like it. You must. They want you to conform by the way they live. And when you say no, they are going to attack you. They're going to persecute you. They'll come after you in every way possible, even by breaking the law. Let me repeat that. Even by breaking the law. And don't tell me it's not happening. It is happening as I speak. So as a Christian today, he's telling us, do not be despair, in despair rather. 
We are not, listen, we are not going to be forsaken. We are not going to be forgotten. Persecution will come, but we will not be forsaken. God's angels, Psalm 91 and verse 11, they will surround us. They will be with us. But we have to keep on praying. Amen. Don't think, oh, well, God has his angels around me, so I don't have to pray. It's like saying to yourself, you have a security, um, whatever you call it, but you don't lock your door. Your security at your in, in your house, so you don't need to lock your door, so you leave the door open. Or you leave it unlatched. You just shut it and that's it. No. You have to lock your door. You have something to do also. They're going to ask you, did you lock your door when you went in? Did you put on the security? You know? You want um, something happens to your home, and you wonder how you're going to, how you're going to get it repaired or whatever. Then you said, oh, but I have insurance. Our insurance is our faith in God. And our faith also demands us to pray. We not just sit back and say, well, the angels will take care. God said he'll give his angels charge over us. 90, Psalm 91 and, and 11. Although we may have to face the fury from, or, from demonic forces, because that's what they are. Remember what Paul said in Ephesians 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. They come in that force. Yes, it is flesh and blood. But you see, Satan has to work through something because spirits cannot work on their own. They need flesh. <laughs> Amen. They need blood to work with. But it's not the person. That person is just an agent of the devil. That's all he or she is. But the things that are done to you they are painful. They are painful. They hurt. It may not be physical, but what about humiliation, shame, embarrassment? Hear what he says here. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not your manager, not your husband, not your wife. Satan had you set up. Yes, you know they have in the world. Instead of hit on you. Yeah. A hit. He had a hit on you. You see? So he said, but against principalities, against powers. Who do you think carrying all these wicked deeds you see going on in nations, in cities, in towns, in states, in different places? Who, these people are supposed to be highly educated and they're doing such terrible things. They behave like despots, antagonists. And they seek out the, good, the godly man, the moral man, the person who will defy them and say, I will not do that. He said, against, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, satanic forces. And there are people who align themselves to those forces against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're not dealing with and um, demons that do not know what they're doing. They exactly know what they're doing. And so they come after us. And they believe, you know, they're going to win. 
One man and God alone is an army. You know why? We serve the most high God, the living God, the God of old, God Almighty. A God who has never lost a battle. He is the only God there is. He said it. He said, if there's another one, I don't know that God. Neither in heaven nor on earth. I am that I am. Amen. That's what he told Moses. Listen, despite what we go through, and all the lions that come against us, and all the fiery furnaces that have been, been uh, empowered, maybe, this one said seven times, 14 times hotter. And the fiery furnace set up against you. And the lions may be starving for more days than the ones that they starved for Daniel. The three Hebrew boys said, even if God does not deliver us, we will not bow. Let me say here, remind us again, persecuted, but not forsaken. And everything is only for a time. Trouble, they often hear them say, does not come to last always. Okay? We are not forgotten. We will recover. We'll be restored. We'll be refreshed. Amen? Psalm 23. He will lead you in step by still waters. He restores your soul. And even when you pass through the valley of the shadow of death, he's going to be there with you. So we are not forsaken. Persecuted, but not cast down, not destroyed. Oh, praise God. Amen. Jeremiah 119. Let's look for that. Let's look at why we can um, use those terminologies and rest upon the word of God that cannot fail. God's word, remember what he said in Isaiah 55, his word will not return to him void. Hear what he said here in Jeremiah 1 and 19. He, he was encouraging Jeremiah. And I believe the same, same words of encouragement can be used for those of us who go through persecution. He said, and they, Jeremiah 1, 19, and they that fight against thee, those people who come up against you on your job, in the community, political, educational, no matter what it is, judicial, doesn't matter. He said, they will fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. Why? For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Do you believe it this morning? Do you believe that God is on your side despite what you're going through? This is why the word said, we are being persecuted, but we are not forgotten. We are not forsaken. We are not destroyed. Let's read it again. We're troubled on every side. We're, I'm, going, I'm back at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. You know, I think it was last week, someone brought this, this, this back to refresh me with it. And we're reading, we're talking about it. And it really touched my heart. I said, I need to speak about it because people are going through some serious situations now. You know, there was a time they would take take the Christians and shove them in the lion's den and all those things, and lions would tear them, put them in the fire. They, no, they're not using They're using a different strategy these days. They're persecuting us through all manner of other situations, all other vehicles, mentally, psychologically, emotionally. Oh, they can harass you on the job. They can take a job away from you, but barely use the wrong word. 
You know, you know what I mean. You can lose your job. This is how vicious these demonic spirits are. He said here, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. You're not cast out. You're not giving up. When people reach that stage of despair, they give up. Oh, I just can't go no more. I'm finished now. He said, persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. They may knock us down. My brother, you may lose your job. They may lie on you. They may even bring the law against you and put charges on you that you're not guilty of. But he says, we are not destroyed. Hear what it says, always. You know why they come against us? Because we are bearing in our bodies um, the dying of the Lord Jesus. We are witnesses of his death. Yesterday we had um, resurrection day. We are witnesses of his death. We are understanding what, what um, his death is posted, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, the power, listen, and to be conformed unto his death. Be conformed. Make yourself. You go through the things you go through, as though they're, they're putting spikes in you, they're putting those same thorns, they're putting spears in you. The way it hurts. He said, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. You know how we are going to be known as Christians, how to be identified as Christians? They got to see Christ in us. You have to each day present your body a living sacrifice. And you, this is the only way you can take up the cross because it's when you deny yourself after you've given your body to the Lord and said, Lord, here I am. Have your way. Let your will be done. A living sacrifice. Then you can deny yourself because you know why you can do that? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Because your mind has now been renewed from that old Adamic nature, that old sinful nature. You are now renewed and the, the life of Christ is now coming into you. So now you can lay down yourself. Glory, hallelujah. You can deny yourself now. Because now you're being renewed. Oh, glory to God. You're no longer conformed to the world. But you're now being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the resurrection. And so you can deny yourself now. Take up your cross daily and follow the Lord. It can't be done any other way. Persecution will come. Prepare yourself. First Peter 4 and, it, uh, 4 and 1 says, Arm yourself then likewise to suffer, even as Christ suffered. Even as Christ suffered. Don't think that because you are whatever you call yourself, because there are so many titles these days, I can't keep up with them. But whatever you call yourself, and because others give way when they hear your name, they move out the way for you. <laughs> you know, they do. you'd be surprised to know the things that happen. They see you, you're coming and everybody stands for you. And you think you're all this big potato. You're not. It's still just a little thing in the eyes of God. And that is if you're serving him anyway. What was the purpose for all of this? Why are we suffering? Why should we suffer? The Bible says, 
Jesus himself suffered. He suffered. He was willing to give up his precious life on Calvary's cross for us. And if Jesus Christ suffered, do we think we're going to escape? We too must go through. This is why he said, Paul, Paul. When Paul sought the Lord three times, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning from verse 7 to, to, to um, verse 12 or so, 11, I think they're around. But what I'm trying to bring out is this. Paul went to God, to the Lord three times. Remove the thorn from me. Remove it, remove it. The Lord said, no, Paul, I won't remove it. But you know what I'm going to do for you? I am going to give you grace. So my brothers and sisters, the reason why we suffer is for the glory of God. And that's why he gives us grace. Because when, when we Christians see us going through, and I, I'm a witness to this, where I remember a, a lady had a problem in the church with another sister. And she was able to forgive the sister. Others saw, unknown to her, unknown to her, others saw her attitude toward this other sister whom she said had hurt her. And they were in a prayer meeting one night. And somebody, an older woman, came up to the woman behind her back while she knelt down at the altar. I'm asking you to pray for me because I have problems with forgiveness and I saw how you dealt with that situation. We are not suffering for ourselves. You're suffering for those who are weak. Oh, hallelujah. Those who are going through trials, when they see the way, the way you, you, you conduct yourself, the way you respond, they too will say, let me see if I can be like Sister Betty. I remember what Sister Betty went through. I remember what happened to her and how graceful she was. God kept her. That's why the Lord said to Paul, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You see? And let me say here, Paul made another point here where he said, um, in verse 12 of Second Corinthians chapter chapter 4, he says, So then death worketh in us, but life in you. What he's actually saying, what we go through, our persecution, is to strengthen you. That you will hold out. What if we gave up? What if you who are being persecuted, those of us who are being persecuted for whatever reason, whether mild or, 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 or deep, heavy, it's not for you. It's not about you. You're lifting up the name of Christ and you're showing God's grace how it is able to keep you. And you're helping other believers who are struggling just like this situation. I think someone has came to me recently about another, yes, another situation, similar. When you, when you go through persecution, it's not about you. It's about the gospel. It's about God's grace, God's keeping power. It's about the Holy Spirit being able to protect us, to comfort us, in all our tribulations. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Let me say here. Here again Paul said. Let's go back to, go to verse 40. 
Rather, he said, go back to verse 13 in 2 Corinthians 4. We have in the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. All right? For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound or rebound in the glory of God. My brothers and sisters, pastors who are almost ready to give up on your members, don't give up if God has called into that ministry. If God placed you there, why are you, why, why are you running? Get back. Gird up your loins. Fight the good fight of faith. Contend for the faith. It's not about numbers. It's not about money. Listen. We are living as believers in Christ. Nobody knows what route his life or her life will take. Nobody knows the form of persecution and nature of your persecution will come, how it will be. But believe me, we will all have some experience of persecution. Some may be be, uh, mild. Okay? We have to prepare ourselves for battle. For any new believers listening to me right now, you may be saying, oh, I, I, I don't know all my friends have left me. Give God thanks. You know why? If Christ's light is shining, the light of God is shining through you. Your light exposes their darkness, exposes the kind of life they live. They can't be around it because light and darkness cannot mix. It's like oil and water. The oil will always swim to the top. So today, let us be reminded, we are not suffering for ourselves. We're suffering for Christ, bearing in his suffering, in, 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 to be co- being conformed into his death, Philippians 3 and 10. Paul said that I may know him. How else are you going to know Christ if you don't know about his suffering? How else? You explain to me. There are those who believe Christians should not suffer and all kinds of things they're believing. This is what I call the New Age Church age. New Age Yes, the New Age Christian, 21st century Christians. They don't believe we're going to suffer. They believe everything is going to be just, you know, uh, bringing up daisies. Let me say here today, arm yourselves, just like what Peter said, to suffer. Persecution will come. It, it, for you to remain, it takes fasting. I know it is not fashionable today, but you better get back to fasting. These are the old landmarks of the Christian faith. Fasting. Prayer. Attend the prayer meeting. Find somebody to pray if your church doesn't carry out prayer meeting in the week. Find somebody to pray with. And every day, talk to your God. Find a prayer line somewhere where you can join in on a, on a morning and pray. Oh, hallelujah. These are days you need to pray. You have to pray. The enemies are busy. Satanic forces are busy. What are you doing? Are you busy on your knees? Fast and pray, fast and pray, and get into the word, do not just read a passage and walk away, well I've read my Bible for the day, that's not enough what did you gather from it will it change you, 
Have you learned anything new, any new revelations? Take time to read. You read it. Study it. Listen for the Holy Spirit. And what he gives to you, apply it to your life. It should either make you stronger, a better person, or maybe you gain nothing that you can even share with anyone. Today, remember, even though we are being persecuted, it is not will never be in vain. May God bless you. Father, and before I begin to close in prayer, maybe you have listened to the word today. And the word has touched your heart. And you're saying to yourself, I'm not going through anymore. I know Christianity is not about Christian. Um, this is not what Christianity should be. It's about my sister, my brother. Persecution. Jesus was persecuted. Think of the apostles. The kind of death that they had. Arm yourself. First Peter 4 and 1. Arm yourself. The same way Christ suffered, we also will suffer. And if you have never given your heart to the Lord, would you like to do so now? Just ask the Lord to come into your heart. We don't have a sinner's prayer here. You should know who you are. Tell the Lord what you want to do for him, who you are. You're a sinner. Be like the publican. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. God heard that prayer. But the other laborious prayer in here, the litany of words, he didn't, he didn't pay any attention to. It was just coming from the cell. But this man, we said, Lord, a mercy upon me, a sinner, came directly from his heart. And God heard. So today, you tell the Lord that you're a sinner. Ask him to forgive you. And then ask the Lord to come into your heart. Mean it. There's a nation going repeating words and you don't mean it. You don't understand it. Make sure you mean it from your heart. And prepare to, for your life to be changed. Father God will come to you at this hour, at this time. For everyone who heard the word today, I pray it will be a means of that person beginning to have some introspection. Look at himself, herself, and say, I'm not going the right way. God has been speaking to me and I've not been answering. Let today be the day, Lord. That person may be saying, I'm not going, I don't want to be a Christian because there's too much trouble there. People coming after you, they're hurting you. Lord, let them know because of your love, your love, we were able to celebrate Resurrection Day. After two, over 2,000 years, we're still celebrating it, being reminded every day that you died. You gave your life blood for us. What will we do for you? The songwriters asked, what will you do with Jesus? Someday your heart will be asking, what will you do with him? I pray for everyone listening at this time. Could be a backslider. Could be a new newborn Christian. Could be someone, Lord, who has become weary and weak. A pastor. We pray you touch every heart, touch every life, and especially our young people today, because many are being led astray, Father, being led astray by these new new fashioned churches, telling them they can live any life they want and still go to heaven. It is a lie. God, we pray that you will lead them in their hunger, hunger for you. You will lead them to the right place. Glory, hallelujah, where they will be fed with the bread of heaven. In Jesus' name, I plead the blood against satanic force, against our young people, and especially our infants. Lord, plead their cause and fight for them. Cover them under your blood. In all our going out and coming in, let your presence be with us. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May God bless them. May God keep you. Until we meet again, this is Faith Restoration Ministries. <laughs> I was so busy with the word this morning, I didn't even introduce ourselves properly. Yes, this is Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. And our college is online. No matter where in the world you live, you can reach us. Our programs are based specifically on the word. On the word. So don't come looking for classics and all those sort of other things. Just the word. You know why? We are living in an age where there's scarcity of the word. Pastors are not studying the word anymore. I've watched them. They come in and just give a talk. They don't even want the scriptures anymore. Just come in and give you a nice talk and they're finished. We can't. We, this is not what we do here. We get pastors to study. If you go to our page at www.frministry.org, we're just giving a little bit of what pastors are saying, how it is helping them, and giving them a new lease as if we're on life. Studying the word, it is important as a leader, as a member of the body of Christ, you need to know the word. We are in a very dark age right now with satanic forces. Remember, we read it there. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. You name it, it's there. Today, you need to know the word. May God bless and may God keep you until we meet again. You can also reach us by telephone 678 God bless you until we meet again.